this country, I reckon. <laughs> Amen. Thank the Lord for the great song service. Thank the Lord for his goodness. Tonight, we are thankful for the song that somebody requested. I don't, I don't know for sure. My wife just reached up and said somebody wanted to sing that song on page 400. Oh, Sister Renata. Well, I'll tell you what, it was a blessing to me. I know I love that old song. Because it really encourages you as an individual. Tonight, I'd like to invite you to turn your Bibles to the book of Isaiah, chapter 57. Isaiah 57. This evening, I pray, will be a, a message that will be encouraging to the saint of God to come to realize where our joy from time to time is robbed. That's the truth of the matter. Listen, this old world will do anything in its power to rob you of your joy. Things come in your life that robs you of joy. I mean, situations pop up, and uh, the devil likes to try to get a hold of it to cause you to just lose all hope, so to speak. In Isaiah 57, in verse uh, 14 to begin with, we'll read down through the first part of verse 16. Well, the Bible says, and, and shall say, cast ye up, cast ye up, prepare the way. Take up the stumbling block out of the way of my people. And I could stop right there, and I'll tell you, that's enough to cause us to realize that God watches over his children, and he knows the stumbling blocks that are placed before them. And here we see in verse 14 a request, so to speak, that we need to return to our Lord. Verse 15 says, For thus saith the high and lofty one that inhabiteth eternity, whose name is holy. We're talking about the great I am Yahweh. We're talking about the great God of heaven. He says, whose name is holy, I dwell in the high and holy place with him also that is of a contrite and humble spirit. That tells me there's some things in our lives that's got to disappear if we're to be contrite and humble. Number one, if we're going to be blessed of God, there's a few things that God's people need to get a hold of here. To revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the heart of the contrite ones. For I will not contend forever. And I want to stop right there. That word contend there in the Hebrew is a word that goes back and speaks of debating. God's not going to debate this with us. There are certain things in our life that we allow to rob us of joy, and God is simply stating, listen, it's not even up for debate. I'm here. I've offered my help. I have offered my name to be a blessing to my people. How often is it that we walk around with long, sad, ashen faces? I believe oftentimes we forget who we are. I believe there comes a time in the Christian's life when you forget that you're a child of the King. 
that you're a joint heir with Christ. We go through things in our lives and we begin to we begin to complain and murmur because others have it so good. But you remember. You know the rest of the story as it has once been said by Paul Harvey. You know the rest of the story. We may not have all the blessings of life down here, but we shall receive them when we get there. Our most gracious and divine Heavenly Father, Lord, as we bow before your throne, we do so with thankful hearts. Lord, tonight we stand before this congregation of blessed individuals. We pray, dear God, that your blessings might flow through this house. Your Holy Spirit will reach down and touch the minds and hearts of thy people. Help us again, dear God, to rejoice in our great salvation. Help us to remove anything that will hinder our joy. Lord, I pray tonight that you bless the visitor. Lord, that you would bless even the unsaved in this place, that they may come to know thee as Savior, that they too might have the joys of salvation in their lives. Lord, bless us this evening. Father, forgive us our sin in Christ's name. And amen. The first part of verse 16 says, For I will not contend forever. Emmanuel, to our visiting friends, we see within our churches from time to time a group of sad individuals. Not too long ago, I was in a church where it just seemed like the, the air had been out, let out of the balloon, so to speak, and it seemed like there was absolutely no joy among a people who ought to have all the joy in the world. Why is it today that so many Christians are filled with unhappiness? Why is it today that even so many today are filled with bitterness of heart? A state which reveals the essence of the soul and its uncontentness. Unhappiness always reveals the hidden side of people. But what causes this unhappiness is in the very people who should be the very happiest of all people of the world. Within our message tonight, maybe we'll find the reason for our own unhappinesses. The reason why we have such long faces you know, I truly see in God's word that we, the redeemed, have everything that we can even imagine, spiritually speaking. So let's explore the roads we have traveled and find the potholes of our happiness's demise. This word of our text, contend, again, is a word in the Hebrew that is called ruv, and it means to toss or to grapple with. It means to wrangle or lay in wait, or it means to plead or debate, to raise complaints or accusations against others or bring a case against others. Tonight as we find those words of contempt when it comes to the word contend, I wonder from time to time about God's people. You know, oftentimes our joys are robbed because of the situations that, that our lives are placed in from time to time. 
circumstances of life, so to speak. It robs a great deal of people of their joy because, number one, they've forgotten what it's all about. I heard a preacher say to a young preacher not too long ago, listen, it ain't about you. We need to realize that this life is really all about God. Amen? It's all about God's people bringing glory to His name in whatever facet of life that He places them in. Oftentimes, as I said, things that come in our lives, we, we uh, begin to, uh, uh, to mope and, and to groan over because, and, and listen, it is God's hand that has placed certain situations in our lives. Where are you standing tonight? You know, in the book of Matthew in chapter 5 or chapter 7, the Bible talks about the fact that all of God's children shall be cared for in a way that is most pleasing to the Most High. He's saying there that all of our needs will be taken care of. He's telling us there that many of our wants will be supplied. But one thing's for sure, God's in charge of our lives. A lot of times we are quick to get down in the dumps because something comes up. You know, I was I told the men tonight, and it's something I know some of you already know. This past Tuesday, I found out some news I really didn't want to hear. I never thought that I would hear it, but I knew there was always a chance in the back of my mind, the places that I've worked, the things I've been in. And I was I was reluctant to go to the doctor, but my wife insisted that she even called and made an appointment. And when I got there after the examination, I was told that I have a large mass in my chest. Matter of fact, it covers several quadrants, whatever that is, of area in my chest. It goes down into my ribs here. Put a little bit of concern in my mind. Put a little bit of question, you know, God, what's going on? And a lot of times we can uh, allow something like that to absolutely rob us of joy. Listen, I'm not going to be robbed of joy. The days that I have upon the earth, whatever they are, listen, the Lord has them numbered. You know what? I'm going to be joyful in them. I'm going to be joyful in the time that I have to pastor with this body and to see these young people grow up under the fear and the admonition of the Lord. We have seen a great deal of young people already grow up in the Lord, haven't we? And you know what? It has been such a blessing to be in this house over the last 19 years to watch young people grow up in the, in the fear and the admonition of the Lord. And I look forward to the joys of seeing many more of them come to know the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior. I could stop for just right now and just say, well, I quit. I've gone through so much during my ministry. I've, I've developed a heart problem. I've developed a lung problem. I've got diabetes. I've got arthritis from my eye sockets, believe it or not. They say I've got arthritis in my eye socket all the way to my toes. And now this. It'd be easy to give up, wouldn't it? But folks, I want you to know something. That's something that robs people of a lot of joy. And I know that the time that I have upon the earth, I want to feel with joy. 
I want to see the things that God has to offer this body and this church. So I today am not going to let the circumstances of life rob me of joy. I'm not going to allow the circumstances of my life to cause me to quit on God. Listen, that's what I need to get across to you tonight as a people. Don't allow the circumstances of your life to rob you of serving the Lord. Serve the Lord with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind, and I promise you on the authority of God's word that God will bless your days regardless of what they hold. This one thing I do know, that God has us in his hand. Amen? God has us in his hand. So I'm thankful tonight that the first thing that I need to get a hold of and to realize, listen, that could rob me of joy is the circumstances of life. Listen, don't let the circumstances of life rob you of joy. You're a child of the king. Amen? You're born again. You're a child of the king. You're a joint heir with Jesus Christ. You have all that God in his eternity can offer you. Why? Why be down in the dumps? Brother Gary often asks me when, I, when he comes in, he asks me, how's things going? I say, I always say I'm blessed. I said that today. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm, listen, I'm about to get to stuttering again. But I'm blessed more than I deserve. Amen? I know that. I know what I was before, and I know that what God has given me today has been a blessing beyond any of your imagination. So I know that I've already been a blessed man. Now, secondly, I want you to think about this. In Isaiah chapter 57, verse 14 to 15, the Bible shows us that if we're going to have our joy to remain in us, if we're going to have our joy and our happiness to remain, we need to remove any sin that hinders <laughs> our happiness the Bible says remove the stumbling blocks <coughs> folks whatever's causing you unhappiness you need to remove out of your life amen whatever's causing you to be unhappy tonight you need to get it out of your life you need to get, a, get things taken care of between you and God remove any sin matter of fact the Bible says Abstain from even the appearance of sin. If it even looks like sin, listen, if you want to be happy in your life, it's time to get rid of it. It's time to do away with it. In 1 John chapter 1, once again we see this scripture that needs to be got a hold of here. So many today live in, a, in an unhappy state because, number one, because they have not asked the Lord to forgive them. Verse 9, the Bible says, if we confess our sins, and who is, who is this great writer speaking of here? He's speaking to the people of God. Listen, if you're saved by the grace of God, it doesn't mean you're perfect, but it does mean you're forgiven. Amen? You're saved sinner is what you are. You're not a lost sinner. Now you're a saved sinner, but you're still a sinner saved by grace. The Bible says, if we confess our sins... He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we had not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. Folks, I want you to know today that we need to understand that very truth. 
First John tells us, number one, that we truly have sinned and we, in order to be happy, if you've sinned, then you know it. You know how I know it? Because the Holy Spirit has already dealt with you over that one sin. And even right now, as I'm preaching this message, God's Spirit has spoke to you and said, that needs to be taken care of. If you want to be happy in life, if you want to have happiness in your salvation, in your church life, in your Christian walk, listen, you've got to first of all ask God to forgive me from all my sins and unrighteousness. Hebrews in chapter 12. This morning, Brother Jim got pretty close here. But I want you to look at this with me. Hebrews in chapter 12, verse 1 and verse 2. The Bible says, Wherefore, seeing we are also compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, since we have all those that have gone on before as witnesses, Paul is stating here, listen, lay aside, let us lay aside every weight and the sin that does so easily beset us. You know exactly what that sin is tonight, don't you? It's that one thing that you cannot seem to shake. It's that one thing that you cannot seem to get away from. Listen, God says, lay it aside. You want to be happy in life, get that sin taken care of. You want to be happy in your Christian life. You want to find joy restored in your Christian life. The Bible says, lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before Him endured the cross. Now listen, the Savior left the splendor of heaven to pay your sin debt. The Savior left the splendor of heaven to hang on an old rugged cross for you. He says, He despising Him, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Listen, we're to deal with any and all sin that besets us. How do you do it? Just go to Colossians in chapter 3, verse 5 through 17, and there you take time to read that. I don't have time tonight. But listen, you take time to read that. You want to find joy in your heart restored? Go to Colossians chapter 3 and read that chapter. Realize that there's some things in our lives that have to be taken care of if we're ever to be blessed again. Now, I want you to know something else that needs to be dealt with. In Isaiah 57, 15, the Bible speaks of the fact that there are some things that separate us from the, from the love of God. Uh, not the love of God, but the blessings of God. One of those things is a proud heart. Pride. Pride always causes the born again to be joyless. Saddened faces and bewildered at- attitudes. Listen, Proverbs 21 and 4, the Bible says, A high look and a proud heart and the plowing of the wicked is sin. That word plowing there is uh, speaking of a freshly plowed ground. It's hard to walk in. You know what I'm saying? Fallow ground is ground that hadn't been broken up and that as it's been broke up, you feel the constant tug of the plows behind you. Now, with a horse and a, and a team of horses, you might feel that a whole lot more than you do your tractors today. But if you've got a, maybe a three-bottom plow or something like that and you're on a tractor and you're breaking new ground, you feel every time you come to one of those hard spots, you're feeling it, don't you? 
You men know what I'm talking about. That's the way it is when we go through life when we're trying to break up fallow ground. There's a constant tugging at our heart. There's a constant moving upon us as the Spirit of God is saying, listen, this is not the way to go. You need to go this way. Sometimes pride keeps us from going the way we need to go. This word plowing is, has a meaning that it's unwise. It's an unwise person who is always stirring up strife. Who's always making things hard for others. This also causes unhappiness in believers. Tonight, you have everything in the, everything in the world to be happy about. You're a child of the King. You're forgiven. You're blessed beyond measure. Things may not be going your way, but listen, our ways is not the Lord's way. Amen. We need to remember that. It's not always what I want that's going to be the best for me. But what he wants is always going to be best for me. We don't always see that. But listen, know this, that God has your life in his hand. And he knows all about you. The last thing I want to speak of tonight, listen, I know I haven't spent a lot of time tonight in the scriptures, but know this. There comes a time when there's a haughtiness about us that it penetrates to the depths of our soul and it robs us of joy. A haughty spirit deprives the Christian of joy and happiness. Now, in Proverbs in chapter 16, I believe Proverbs is a wise book. As a matter of fact, it has a lot of wisdom for it. And it directs that wisdom to God's children. And here it states in chapter 16, <clears throat> the preparations of the heart. Stop and think about it. Is your heart prepared in the right manner tonight? Has your heart been prepared to receive the blessings of God? Has your heart been prepared to pray unto the Heavenly Father? Has your heart been prepared to receive His answer? Has your heart been prepared to listen to the things of God? The preparations of the heart in man and the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. All the ways of man are clean in his own eyes. But the Lord weigheth the spirits. Think about it tonight. Child of God, there's some things that we need to take care of in our own lives. Amen. We may think what we're doing is right. But God may have a completely different idea about the situation. You see, He weighs not only the thoughts and motives of our minds, but He weighs the intents of the heart. You see, He sees a lot more than what we really like to give Him credit for. And oftentimes we stop and we think how unhappy we are in our lives. Stop and think about where you're at tonight. You're a child of the King. Folks, that ought to mean everything to you. Regardless of the situation and circumstance of your life, 
Listen, I don't know what the doctors are going to say. I don't know what they're going to be saying. You know, the first thing that they said, well, it could just be a cyst, but then, you know, as, as they continued their examination, they said, well, it's a little bit large for just a cyst. I don't know what God's got in store for me. But this one thing I do know, while I'm here upon the earth, I'm going to live my life in joy, amen? There's too much unhappiness in this world. Christians don't need to be unhappy people. We're blessed beyond measure. And God has us in His hands. Remember that. It's just like my dad said on his deathbed. He looked at me and he said, Son, I want you to know this. He said, Dying's not hard as long as you know the Lord as your Savior. And I'll never forget those words. It was just hours before he passed away. Dying ain't hard as long as you know the Lord. Listen, dying ain't anything. Living is where it's all at, folks. Live for the Lord today. Live for the glory of God today. Live for the righteousness of the Lord and live for the fulfillment of His kingdom here upon the earth. In other words, what I'm saying is this. Listen, do everything you can to bring God glory here. God is not receiving glory due to His name from a person who is just unhappy. Listen, you're a Christian. You don't need to be unhappy. I'm sure we all have hard things we go through in life. We all have difficult circumstances that we're faced with. Listen, handle it in the right way. Handle it knowing that God knows everything that's going on in your life. He knows you. He feels you. He knows your infirmities. He knows everything about you. You're in His hand. May God help you to understand that here tonight. Let's all stand, please.